And we've just awarded Michael Biel uh, Marcelo. Michael. 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 Michael Bielsa. I'm going to call it. Mickey Bielsa got the Footy Fetch Manager of the Season for an outstanding performance as well. Uh, Can we ch change one of the uh, the third or fourth to last? Uh, no, yeah, second we'll to last. Yeah, the season. Yeah. <laughs> moment of the year. Mickey uh, Bielsa. Michael yeah. Bielsa. And Mickey B. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to the Football Fetish Award Show, the first Woo! annual award show, the Footy Fetish Boys. We uh, we put some, well, with myself, obviously, Alfie, Mark Fox, say hello. Hello. And Oliver Greaves. We're all looking very dapper today, lads, for the awards. Thought we put on, you know, dress up so, for you guys. So uncomfortable right now. Yeah, I hate this. <laughs> Where I've been working at home for the last year and a half, I've just been wearing tracksuit bottoms and t-shirts, and yeah, now it. I'm wearing a shirt, and I'm like, eh. yeah, <laughs> no, no, no room. Can't uh, do anything. But, um, but yeah, well, also people, before we get into things, welcome to our first stream as Twitch affiliates. We finally made it. Um, there's a lot of, if, if you don't know what the Twitch affiliate thing is, neither do I. Mark, can you can you quickly run us through sort of what a Twitch affiliate is for the so and... we get like, so as a, an affiliate, we're basically, the word affiliate, I guess, is to sort of, you know, we're now affiliated with Twitch and we can, I guess, we can earn money through the stream. We don't really have like that sort of massive following where we're going to be rich by tomorrow, but it you allows us a 0.01p exactly every stream we do so um, however watch out boys it now allows us to do way more um yeah so as you sort of can see with shed gaming's streams he has like coins and stuff and you can you can redeem those coins for in in game or in stream events maybe yeah so we can they, run polls and stuff you can do predictions. Yeah, we can do uh, all, all this stuff Get the uh, get the viewers in, involved a bit. Exactly, we we could we could be m way more interactive, and we can just do a lot more now as an affiliate, which is obviously something we were trying to work towards. Hence the follower goal. And now the follower goal's at 100. We're at 55, so we're now. I think we're in a safe zone where we won't drop back under 50. Hopefully, fingers oh, crossed. Absolutely. So like they're getting that edge over the 50 mark is now yeah. like the, the safe zone. So yeah, no, happy happy to be affiliate. Uh, yeah, and appreciate to everyone that has followed and watched um so far thank you we uh, we really truly do appreciate you and i hope you continue to watch so yeah this is going to be our first award show unfortunately harry couldn't be here today obviously work you know you know hate with work there's a uh, awkward awkward shifts but um yeah i'm sure this time next year we will have him on but we are yeah we're just gonna do awards basically we got a few we got about 16 15 awards um to go through from like player of the year uh underdog of the season surprised they still have a job like all these kind of things and we'll, we'll just go through and we get we've got four um nominees each and we'll uh we'll discuss them here briefly and then we'll pick our winners uh let this us is know. Our, uh, the trophy that they will be getting oh yes ollie's little plant man yeah my plant man um and a banana there you go and a banana there we go it's two for one um, couldn't really fight anything but you can also have miles miles morales oh sick that's quite cool nice. Is that, isn't the Ultra Controller your PS4 controller? Oh, I'll show you. I'll show you like that. Uh, oh, Xbox controller. Oh, nice. That's yeah, cool. That Xbox controller. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we might as well get straight into things. Because as per usual, we will um, waffle and go on to a different tangent. So uh, for, the first tro for the first trophy, first award, um, is 
our footy fetish player of the season. Now, we haven't gone for the typical, like, De Bruyne, Diaz, um, Van Dijk, well, obviously not Van Dyke, but, you know, um, these these kind of man. Uh, we've Our four, four nominees for player of the season last year was Dominic Calvert-Lewin for Everton, Emilio uh, Martinez, Emiliano Martinez from Aston Villa, Patrick Bamford from Leeds, and Thomas Suchek from West Ham. Now, before we go into this, I will just say Dominic Calvert-Lewin had 16 goals last year, obviously cemented himself as the front man for Everton, obviously sort of a breakout season for him. Uh, Emmy Martinez continues to break Arsenal fans' hearts um, by being one of the best keepers in the league um, with 15 clean sheets last year. I wonder how Arsenal... Where are, would have Arsenal finished in Europe with those 15 clean sheets from uh, Martinez? Hmm. Quite quite possibly. Yeah. I think, you know, um, look, I think Leno might have kept a bit more clean sheets than... Um, I thought Martinez came third last year behind... No. Alice, uh, behind Edison. I know, I might be, I'm thinking of um, someone else. Right, uh, we got Patrick Bamford, which is actually very impressive. 17 goals and seven assists for Leeds last year in their in their um, maiden season in the back in the Premier League. So um, yeah, obviously, and then Thomas Suchek, who was you know a, a sort of you know deeper lying midfielder who was getting goals and and coming up absolute um, clutch for West Ham when they needed him. And oh, I thought he just had a fantastic season last year. It was very underrated, I thought, throughout the thing. For even not really talked about that much where he were, as he should have been. But um, boys, out, out of here, anyone just really standing out to you that, that you think should, should win this award? For me, Bamford. Bamford, yeah. yeah. I think mm. that's where I'm lying as well. It's the assists and the goals. and It yeah. is all round. Patrick Bamford. No, I could tell as well. Someone who's had Patrick Bamford at their team. You did, did not expect that from, from Bamford. Mm. And like the how borderline he was for the England squad as well. I, if yeah. he if he got put ahead of Calvert-Lewin, I'd, I'd probably be like, okay, well, the aerial assault there for England is a bit lacking. But put Batford, Patrick Bamford on the team, I'd been very happy to have him on the England squad. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, I know we, we love a bit of bias here. Yeah. And I have to say, a bit of bias is the fact that he does seem like an absolutely sweet soul outside of football. You know what I mean? He is yeah, a lovely nice guy. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I, I'm I'm perfectly happy to give this to, to Patrick Bamford. But, Ollie, let, let's get your... Um, your two cents on this, mate. What do you reckon? Um, yeah, I'm well, basically between Bamford and uh, Martinez, to be honest. Yeah, that was who it was um, for me. I think Bamford, well, they're both a little bit unexpected. I don't think people expected Martinez to leave Arsenal and then do what he did at um, Villa. And obviously, I was shocked when we got rid of him, in all honesty. I don't think we should have, but there we go. We move on. But, yeah. um, yeah, uh, yeah, Bamford again, a little bit of a shock as well. We didn't really expect him to dominate up top like he did. Um, yeah. I'm gonna go with. I'll go with Bamford. Nice. So was that so the first award is locked in, boys? We what have was that? Footy fetish. Fetish. Bamford. Footy fetish Come on down. Yeah, footy fetish player of the season is Patrick Bamford for Leeds United. Well done, lad. Well done. We're well hopefully deserved. Who's got him in the Jordan. fantasy league this year? Is it Mark? Got I do. Him? I do have him. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Okay. We'll so push uh, the award to you. Yeah. We'll, we, yeah. We will. Um, I'm sure you'll be really happy to get it. Um, so, footy fetish young player of the season is the second award now. So, we have four nominees once again. Phil Foden from Man City. I think it's a pretty obvious one, but we couldn't not put him in it. Uh, Everichi Eze for Crystal Palace, my boy. Bakayo Saka for Arsenal. I feel like he's our boy. Um, and Mason Mount for Chelsea, who obviously had to be in here as well, I think. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, I, I'm biased. I don't care. I want it to be Eze. Uh, he was fucking so good for us last year. I mean, he picked up an injury. At, well, not during the season. It was during training this season. But I, I thought he was fantastic for us. I think Bakayo Saka is obviously in the front running for this as well. Obviously being so great for Arsenal last year. Um, but yeah, obviously. But I, I, yeah, you could convince me. But right now, I'm sitting on Eze. What do you reckon, boys? What was this young um, player of the season? So go for the options again. Foden, Eze, Saka, and Mount. Foden, Eze, Saka, Mount. Oh, has a good bunch. Uh, yeah, man. We're blessed um, in the Premier League right now. With I'm going players. with my boy Saka. Oh, Mark has a tiebreaker here. Between who? Eze and Saka so far. But well, we can still pick Foden or, or Mount as well. But I think right. right now it's not going to be Mount or Foden. There's one of these one of these players I've actually bigged up quite a few times because he is actually a baller. And every time he's on the ball, he just looks comfortable knows what he's doing the ball sticks to his feet as well and his delivery you could be talking about either of them right now yeah no i know that's that's the point this is the point but i have specifically like i have picked them out as the cut above the rest and i don't think he does get enough credit really and that is eze Ah, yeah, that is, it is Eze. Name. It could have been either of them. Oh, yeah, 100%. They're all... I knew that you were, you were leading yeah. towards Eze the whole time. Because the I've only way it would have been like... as a baller a few times. Yeah. Oh, I've said this quite a few... So, so I said it quite a few times last season, how Eze, every time he's on the ball, he just looks like a baller. And he looks so good. That turn, bro. Mm. Oh. He just looks so good. So, yeah, for me, I'd have to give it to Eze. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. But we'll um, recognise Saka as a worthy second place. He was... Uh, Definitely, definitely in the shout for this conversation. You, you know, you, we all know how much we love Saka on this podcast. We're a pro Saka podcast. Um, but yeah, yeah. Eberichi Eze, welcome. Uh, welcome to the Footy Fetish Young Player of the Season Award. There you go. Welcome to it. Doesn't really make sense, but whatever. Um, yeah, so two awards out of the way. We've got Young Player and Player of the Season. Uh, so now for the team of the season. This was difficult to put some teams together because you could have just gone like City, United. Chelsea, whatever. But we've gone for mm. West Ham, Leeds, Arsenal, and Man City. I was just looking at Arsenal and I was like, I don't not remember. Well, you might have seen Arsenal. Arsenal. <laughs> I'm taking this jacket off, boys. It's getting way too hot. Um, only three awards in. Um, you say Arsenal, but I put them in. We're thinking about putting them in here because they had, they did have a rough season start, right? But they only finished a few points off of top four. Like they weren't. They had a really strong finish to the season. Now we haven't really spoken about it. They haven't had the strongest start to this season. <laughs> um, and Ollie, don't worry, mate. We're, we're, we're not talking we'll get about it. We won't, we won't we'll, 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 we'll right talk now. about it next week. But they did lose 2 0 to Brentford for anyone that didn't see. Anyone needs an update. Moving on. Moving on. Anyone moving didn't on. just go on their phone for the entirety of the evening until now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I just wanted to put Arsenal because I do think that they should get a little bit of a. They, they started so poorly, but they finished really well. Oh, they won like. Um, their last yeah. five, they won. Which yeah, they finished really more well. Than that, but yeah. And, um, so yeah, I think. Uh, but I just thought they put. I don't think they will be the winner of this. But I just think it would be. I think it would be nice to sort of give them a little bit of a nod in this turbulent nightmare of a time. time. Some there. some good news. Is, yeah, is exactly. Just some good news. But anyway, anyone, anyone, guys, who's your front runner for this? Really, I'm gonna say West Ham. Oh, it's I'm stuck between West Ham and Leeds because Leeds overperformed and played mm. some amazing football. But if you're speaking of people who overperformed, then you go, well, West Ham. Yeah, they massively, they massively overperformed. overperformed. Um, I, I think I'm going more towards West Ham because 
Yeah. At least it's hard to not give it to West Ham. They finished in Europe, man. They got Europe League football this year. They had such a great season. It's insane. Um, David Moyes as their manager. So, you know, like, yeah, I think I think West Ham, I think West Ham deserves to be the winner here. Nice. Um, so yeah, for our team of the season, I'm just highlighting the winners on my word document here. So. I'm I'm posting them in the chat as well. Oh, lovely. So West Ham is our team of the season. Um, rightfully so, I think. Um, and I think they're really going to struggle this year, actually, after, you know, with Europa League and, and they haven't really done much in the transfer window. They don't have a massively, like, in-depth squad, do they? No, no. And they haven't got Lingard back yet. I mean, they've managed to keep their hands on Rice, but it's almost at this point. It's like, do you sell Rice to get money in? Sort I would. Of what a Grealish, you know, a Villa-Grealish situation has done. Because Villa are looking strong, man. Yeah, um, they've used, used that money. Using that money wisely. Exactly. So we'll go for, this is one of my favourite awards of, of the year. The Footy Fetish Shithousery of the Year Award. Now, this was quite a hard one to find nominees for. Obviously, we had to go back and have a look at look at some things. And yeah, we feel like we could have done this a bit better. But for what we've got so far, I think we've got four good nominees that we could get, you know, get a winner out of here. First is Eric Lamella for scoring that absolutely absolute worldie of a Rabona against Arsenal, Arsenal and then proceeding to be sent off quite <laughs> soon after. After the goal. Um, Brilliant. You just love to see it. Maybe the most Lamella thing ever. Um, scores a great goal and gets sent off. Uh, another one. Yeah. Aston Villa 7, Liverpool 2. That was just... That was early doors in the season as well, wasn't it? And that was just... Literally like two, two three games in, I think. Man. Yeah. It's just hilarious. Uh, what? Yeah. That really did put a stamp on what Liverpool season was going to be like uh, if they didn't get their shit together. Yeah, it's going to be different. Yeah. Um, for third nominee, we've gone for the, my favourite one, the fans protest stopping the Super League and, uh, you know, making all them American owners basically cry, which is uh, which is the best thing. Um, and, and then saving football again, which obviously, you know, was the most important thing of last year, basically. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Fans um, And then for last one, just a little fun one, Timo Werner convincing everyone that he was a good player before coming to the Premier League. Because he has been <laughs> awful in front of God. Oh, God. Um, I think immediately off the bat, boys, the, the Super League fan protest is, is screaming out at me for shithousery of the year. Yeah. And, you know, how we ruined every... Uh, they every, all thought oh, that was every... a great idea. They Everyone was like, yeah, this is sick. I love it. And then it just could yeah. not have gone. Like I mean, we've covered the Super League to death, so you know yeah. our opinions. We've on done it. a whole but, episode on it. Like, yeah, we. Uh, if you want to see that, go on our YouTube page. It's, uh, yeah, it's of course. There. Mark, make sure to link that video in the description. Oh, wait. Um, oh okay. I'll know that down. And oh, while you're there, hit that subscribe button. Yeah, hit the subscribe. Hit the. the there's a bell. There's a bell somewhere. Hit it's that a bell. Lebel. Um, Lebel. Uh, yeah, I mean, right now for me, I think, yeah, fan protest off in the Super League is, is the winner right now. I love the Timo Werner one. I think that's that's just jokes. Um, I think they're all worthy joke. nominees. Yeah, for, for sure. For sure. Who, who's screaming out at you, boys? Super League. Super League? Yeah, Ollie. in the Super League and Aston Villa beating Liverpool 7-2. But... Don't worry, Ollie. I think that's coming up later on in the uh, awards anyway for another shout. Yeah. So uh, don't you worry, mate. We'll go Super League. So the fan protest stop Super League is our shithousery of the year. Oh, you Congratulations, want to make everyone. Even more money, do you? No. 
not happening. No one cares about Man United versus Real Madrid seven times a year. Is shit housery one word? I will leave it as one word then. Just a just a quick lesson. <laughs> so we've got uh, Footy Fetch underdog of the season. Now this isn't just teams, this is people as well around the world of football. Um, that, yeah, you know, going into last season they weren't maybe expected to do much, if if anything, and prove prove the haters wrong. So number one, I think it's pretty obvious. We've got West Ham as a nominee in here. Obviously, we've already given them award for the team of the season. Doesn't doesn't mean they can't get this one. But we've got Phil Foden for the way he kicked on and, and, you know, managed to get Raheem Sterling out of the Man City side. You know, was basically uh, unplayable. He couldn't take him out of that Man City team. No. Uh, you've got Jesse Lingard, the revival, revival of the Jesse Lingard. Um, feel good for him because obviously he's been getting so much hate over the last few years of being... And r- not rightfully so in terms of hate, but, like, justified in terms of his criticism. football ability. Yeah. Like, the criticism, like, he wasn't been playing well for, the, for quite a few years. Do you know what I mean? So... I think, but you know, going to West Ham and really kicking on, he's got a chance to um, to maybe cement himself back into that Man United picture. It's going to be tough, obviously, with with the signings that they've made. Sancho coming in, he's he's a player that will be playing in a Lingard position. Um, yeah, and then Sam Johnston because West Brom were honestly ter- were one of the worst teams last year, but he was fantastic all year through. Yeah. Uh, got himself into the England team, obviously, far few injuries, but. He's a very, very underrated keeper. And surprised that, like, we obviously we know in the news that Arsenal are looking to bid like 30 million for Ramsdale. Don't understand why they don't go and see what Sam Johnson's saying, get him for like maybe 10. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll you know, that's that's t- talk for another day. Yeah. But, or Kaylor um, Navas. Or Kaylor Navas, just, you know, the most disrespected keeper in the history of football, <laughs> potentially. Um, but yeah, um, guys, out of those four, who, who are you looking at? I think. I think Jesse Lingard is a very good front runner for this. Yeah, yeah, I think he's the one that sticks out. I think probably the most mm. in terms of sort of from an individual perspective, just because no one expected him to like do anything. It was like, oh, you're going from West, uh, going from United, where you've not done anything for the last couple of years, and you've come under unbelievable amounts of criticism. Um, you're going to go to West Ham. Ooh going to do really well there then obviously West Ham having a really good season and he absolutely just smashes it it's like from his debut from yeah. day like from the first day he absolutely smashed it and he yeah helped propel um West Ham to finish where they finished yeah he absolutely he um did absolute bits for my fantasy team uh near the end of it where he just started banging in it seemed like he was scoring every single game uh, so yeah, he was, be... and he, he definitely seemed like he formed quite a good bond with the boys there at West Ham. Mm, he was actually yeah. happy um, as well, which was nice. It's yeah. a real shame that he that he couldn't get back there this year. I think he wanted to stay at Man United as well oh, to, yeah. to get back in that team, but it's a shame that he, you know he's not he, going back to West Ham. He might have something on. to prove though at United. To be fair, definitely, so. definitely. With with Rashford out, obviously due to surgery and that kind of thing, and no Cavani <laughs> at the moment, maybe you know he could find himself in that in that team. Um, Obviously, yeah, like we said, the Jaden Sancho, it, that is a big um, sticky point in in Lingard getting back into the team because obviously now you're looking at a front three, a potential front three of Rashford, Lingard, uh, Rashford, Sancho, and Greenwood, and it's quite. How do you get? How do you break into that? Do you know what I mean? Um, but you never know. Maybe they play him as more of a attacking option. But then again, Bruno Fernandez, it's going to be hard, man, for Jesse yeah. to get back into the team. But I wouldn't be surprised if we saw him move in January again. Um, 
like if he doesn't i mean i'd happily take him at palace but um I, w I wouldn't be surprised if he went somewhere a bit better like a west ham or, or maybe even a villa something like that do you know what i mean give them a bit more depth i think that'd be or leads something like that would be fantastic i think yeah um but yeah if you guys are happy with it i'm happy with it we'll lock in jesse lingard as the foot footy fetish underdog of the season yep i'm happy with that i'm good with that cool all right jesse welcome to welcome to the footy fetish awards um goal of the season now this one you'll have to cast your minds back to some goals i think they're all pretty memorable maybe bar the last one um lamella versus arsenal obviously the rabona we were talking about earlier which did actually win goal of the season yep um lanzini versus spurs anyone remember that absolute thunder yeah, that was probably the word uh, of a of a shot. Was it a volley? Uh, was it a volley? I don't it's know. Did he just or a half volley? I think. Yeah, yeah. and he, it was them coming back when it to to draw. I want to say. Yeah. I think it was three all in the end that game. Right. Uh, it yeah, wasn't that uh, proper rocket of a shot. Yeah, it was an absolute. Yeah, absolute base. What what a shot that is from someone that has been so <laughs> mediocre recently. Uh, from that, but yeah, he's good for one of them. And then obviously, Mark, you'll love this one: Allison versus West Brom, the yeah. header. Um, which, yeah, fair play. And Bruno Fernandes versus Everton. I don't know if you remember this one, but he did score an absolute worldie against Everton, where it looked like a cross, and it just went straight in top bins. Oh wow! Like, yeah, yeah sort of it was fantastic. But I think there's only one winner here. It's got to be. It's got to be. I think so, man. Like when when do you see yeah. a goalie score a goal and a goal that good? Yeah, that, that, that in much. a game that was so important that we were he struggling. Saved the season. <laughs> yeah, Mate, fully saved the season. When... Fully. I, I don't know if I, I I consider that goal the reason why we're like in the Champions League, finish third. Because if we didn't win that game, that could have changed like the mentality and momentum of the team entirely. I think the other goals were. They were better goals, but yeah. I think with Allison's, it was the fact that he's a goalkeeper. The fact that it was like dying the last, of the game. Like, yeah, dying of the game. It saved your season. All of that kind of makes it sort of build up and be, admit, yeah, a better goal maybe than uh, than the rest of them. But yeah, it was a um, unexpected but a welcome um, shock. Yeah, I'm sort of torn between this and Lanzini. Because Lanzini's strike was so outrageously good, and it was against Tottenham, um, which is jokes. But yeah. I think, yeah, I think it's got to be Allison, right? It's got to be. Not often you see a goalkeeper score. Nah. Let's pay respects to Allison right now. Awesome. So Allison, Allison Becker, that is his name, isn't it? I think. Yeah. 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 You yes. are the 2020 21 uh, Footy Fetish Goal of the Season award winner. Well done, mate. Let's I'll, 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 I'm meeting him um, later on yeah, today, so I'll, I'll, text I'll, just, I'll, 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 I'll take my banana. And, the show. Oh, you know. yeah. One First of my favourite ones. So, yeah, my fa potentially my favourite award. Uh, we're gonna have some fun chatting about this. Footy for surprise, they still have a job. <laughs> so we've got Steve Bruce, Newcastle manager. We've got Mikel Arteta, Arsenal manager. Which after last night, Ollie might have a little different view on this. You uh, uh, on the uh, notes for this, you put Steve Bruce, West Ham manager. <laughs> oh, I did put Steve Bruce West Ham. I've had West Ham on the mind, boys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was just looking at it. I was like, I'm pretty sure he's not the West Ham manager. Uh, Daniel Levy, the Spurs chairman. And Jurgen Klopp, Liverpool manager. Um, 
Now, Jürgen is very lucky to still be in a job after the disaster that was last season. Um, nah, I disagree. <laughs> Uh, he did what he, he could. could. He, he could have had your input with these nominees, Mark, if you decided I know, to turn was, up when we were organising them. Yeah. I, mean, I was never going to let Jurgen Klopp get into that award anyway, so let's be honest. Well, just for that, we're going to give it to Jurgen Klopp? No, we're not. I mean, <laughs> I mean he's right on the precipice, mate. Don't yeah. try and get away. The Arsenal, get Arsenal manager's on this list as well, mate. Oh, I know, but we were... It's obvious that... <laughs> Arteta wasn't uh, very good last season. This is a contentious award because there are obviously Steve Bruce is a standout, the worst Premier League manager of all time, mm. um, like statistically. Daniel Levy, after his horrendous Super League experience, sacking Mourinho, having the having the manage the like the twelve managers on that list that did turn down Spurs before they signed Espirito Santo. Um, the fact that Harry Kane wants to leave. All of this put together. See, um, Song, do you see Song um, walking back into the Spurs training ground after uh, his summer holiday? No. Oh, he looks so depressed. Feel so he's sorry for him. Well, yeah, I know. Yeah. But he looked really depressed as he walked back in. It was probably just the camera angle or whatever. And he just yeah. looked upset. But uh, there was loads of memes going around about him going, like, this is what Spurs players, that's just how they're feeling for this season coming up. It's just Son, who's normally a really happy-go-lucky guy, just looking down at the ground like, City first game, yeah. Um, but it's yeah. hard, obviously. Mikel Arteta, you know, he he had he's been very contentious between Arsenal fans. I think he's a polarizing manager for Arsenal fans. A lot of them want him out. A lot of them want him in. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. I, I feel, um, after last night. Sorry, sorry, Mark. Uh, yeah. Quickly before you say, how how do you feel, Ollie? After last night, taking last night into account as well, the start of this season. What'd, what do you think? Uh, my opinion hasn't changed. It's, it's one game. Um, we played a very, very different team to the teams that we were playing last year. Um, obviously, we had Uber and Laka unexpectedly out due to illness that was announced on the day. Um, yeah, I think can't really read too much into it. Um, saying after the first 10 games or something, if he's we're still doing shit, then it's a different story. But it's what his first game of the season. I'm not going to read too much into it. Yeah, that's fair enough. I mean, yeah, definitely. I think, yeah, like you're saying, first game of the season. It was like we we obviously Oli Oli came around last night. We were watching the game, um, and we were saying it's actually quite promising. Like the the fact that he's changed. You know, William wasn't even on the bench, right? So these things are promising. Martinelli was starting. Obviously, Sack was on the bench. Not 100. Maybe that's to do with fitness or whatever. But he did play in a preseason game, so we're not 100 percent sure as to why that he wasn't starting. Yeah. Um, well, having was very front, different. Having Balogun up front, who's not really kicked ball in the Premier League that much, is quite a tall task for him to come in, especially on the day when you're probably expecting a Bamiyang or Laka to start there um, if they weren't ill. It's it's a tough one, man. It's a tough one, and you know Ben White still needs to settle in. Last night he was very ropey. Um, made a few mistakes um, but maybe I mean, when Gabriel it all just comes, in, with, it yeah, all just comes like... with time obviously the more he gets more settled in obviously having Gabriel back in hopefully soon instead of Pablo Mari um, yeah. that'll be a better because that's look, probably going to be our actual yeah he looks alright um, he wasn't, didn't seem too um, you didn't see that much of him um, he was sort of a bit he got a fair few touches on the ball on that, but he wasn't making anything that was uh, sort of stand out compared to the rest. But yeah, 
He was definitely passing the ball around the midfield a lot better, uh, with, with a bit more swagger than uh, like an El Nenny or something like that. So you know, it's oh, uh, yeah. it's not hard. It's definitely a better move. Um, but yeah, we digress. Yeah, <laughs> we, we'll move on. We'll move on. We don't want this to become an Arsenal forty-five minute chat again. Yeah, it's not easy. Uh, <laughs> it's every easy. time. But I think there's only one winner of this. Um, to be honest, I think it's got to be Jurgen, though. Yeah, like, I think so. nah. I think we go to democracy vote. No, so right. So yeah. I want to put Daniel Levy. <laughs> Dan, Daniel Levy. Right. Can we just like it's one thing to be like a bad manager and have like a bad season or make a few mistakes, but to like fuck our whole club's like name, respect, and like to have some of your best players. Yeah, but it wasn't away just and... him. That was no, I know. Yeah, but he's of... the chairman. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, he does make those decisions. That you can't Not say. You can't say it wasn't just him. But like, it wasn't just the manager because they probably have like advisors and other like people giving them advice, maybe. But like, he has ruined Spurs to the point where Spurs used to be one they get a manager nice and easily. You know, Jose Mourinho is a great manager, and they absolutely fucked him. But I just think like. To ruin, like to have like a bad season and to like oh yeah you know manager out get a new manager in, but to ruin like a whole club and like yeah I know what you mean. it is I mean, bad. Paul Woodward stepped down from Man yeah. United. Mm. Um, obviously we haven't heard anything from um, who are your boys again? FSG. 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 Yeah. We haven't heard anything from them. They are a disgrace. They're bad. Um, I wouldn't be yeah. surprised if we didn't put them on the list actually. Yeah, to be fair, I think. Because they were the front runners, they created. They could be here, depending on how you do this year. They could be here next year. Oh, hundred um, percent. Yeah. Mm. Next year we'll have Jurgen and over in that squad. FSG and Jurgen will be on the list next year. Yeah, good point. Potentially, potentially. So we're going to go between Jurgen and Levy, are we? Yeah, I think so. Oh, <laughs> I, I don't see why Jurgen would be like he's. We came third. Like we yeah, got no, all. Like... It's just for shit housing. I, I mean, know. I really want to give it to Jurgen. Uh, just to, for the last, but I think, I think rightfully so, we should probably just give it to Levy. Steve Bruce has got a lot of fucking lightly here. Yeah, but <laughs> that manager. No, it's He's not surprising. Like, it isn't. It isn't. It isn't surprising. He still has a job because, like, they, they, they're owner in it. Yeah, exactly. You, like Steve Bruce is a bit like, oh, okay, well, you can't really expect him to do that well. So it's like, surprised he still got a job. Not really that surprised just because you don't really expect him to do much better yeah but yeah i'm surprised that he's a premier league manager i still it's still like even though mike ashley is an idiot and he's one of the worst owners the football league has ever seen um he should know better than to be appointing steve bruce from rafa benitez to steve bruce yeah it's a bit Um, of a mad one it's not great he's getting off lightly it's e obviously steve bruce is the easy answer so I think I'm fine to go Daniel Levy, man. I'm yeah. absolutely fine to go Daniel Levy. Yeah, I think. But we can't underestimate the fact of how awful Steve Bruce is. Um, or Jurgen Klopp. Or Jurgen Klopp. Or Arteta. Steady on. So, yeah. I think, yeah, Levy, but uh, honourable mention for the rest of them. <laughs> yeah. All right, fair enough, fair enough. Probably the hardest. Uh, I'll take it. So I'll, I'll take Levy, it. Come on down and accept your surprise they still have a job award. Thank you, mate. Um, so for this one, this is sort of a, sort of a callback to a, a previous episode of ours, which was uh, this is the FF, the footy fetish kit of the season. So what I did, I just had to take the top four from our tier list video and put them as the four nominees for this. That's fair. So we've got Liverpool home kit, Man City home kit, the West Ham black kit, 
and the Arsenal home kit. There we go. That's all really one. tough, actually. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to rep is out there. Liverpool, Liverpool home kit. It's clean. It's a lovely colour. It's got some nice teal trim. This is a nice one. Yeah, I'm going to go West Ham black kit. Use the black and gold. You can't go wrong with black and gold. Okay. Um, I'm thinking either the City or the West Ham. I did like that City kit. I could, yeah, I will give props to Liverpool. Though. Their home their home kit last season was really nice. Yeah. Um. Let me get them both up quickly. Yeah, you're a deciding factor one. here, Ollie. We've all yeah, I was gonna say I could just pick City, but and then we're no closer to then picking our actual work. Uh, if anyone's in the chat, let us know. Yeah, um, let us know what yours will be. Quiet. Uh, early on Saturday morning, we appreciate you uh, joining us anyway. Yeah, I think it's got to be the uh, West Ham kit. That's West fair. Ham black kit. Okay. Yeah. If you're if you're listening or whatever, give give the West Ham black kit from last year a little a little Google. That was absolutely gorgeous. So we got okay. So for the footy fetish kit of the season. It's the way I don't know if it's the way or the third kit, by the way. So that's why I put the black kit in. Yeah. Um, yeah, welcome, well done, well done, welcome to the uh, Footy Fetish Awards case thing. Um, it's Footy Fetish Manager of the Season, boys. This one is tough, very tough. Uh, we have four very worthy nominees here: uh, David Moyes, West Ham; Brendan Rodgers, Leicester; Marcelo Bielsa, Leeds; and Dean Smith, Aston Villa. Um, yeah, anyone? Yeah, I got I mean, one. Obviously, okay, go ahead. Bielsa. Bielsa, right? Yeah. What was that? Why is that, Mark? Well, he's kind of a legendary manager anyway. Uh, the style of football he plays is like on the he, the style of football he plays is similar to like a Liverpool City. So the caliber is there. But then you think, okay, well, it's easy to say you can play like them, but can you perform? And I think it's safe to say that Leeds did perform. They think they lacked that tenacity and, and that sort of talent that those kind of teams have but overperformance is, is is pretty much understating how well they did last last season for Leeds which I, and I think that's, that's down to the, the sheer tactics getting everything out of every single player making sure they're doing the right job because it was a hard working team as well and just to get everything out of those players I think it has to be Bielsa okay I, I, I hear your Bielsa Definitely. What do you raise me? But I raise you with David Moyes for West Ham. <laughs> Can't give everything right, to West Ham. Here. Jesus, <laughs> West Ham is sweeping right now. Oh, they are. They're doing so well. Uh, but I mean, Brendan Rodgers we could, but I think they 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 won the FA Cup, but they bottled the cha the Champions League again. Yeah. Um, to the point where I remember at some point during the season, not like quite far into the season, we weren't. When we were talking about the top four, we weren't even talking about Leicester because they were so nailed on for that third spot. Yeah, um, and they just bottled it. Um, but obviously, won the FA Cup, which is huge. It's, I, I'm FA Cup over Champions League. They can they now. Um... You know what I mean? Like, I'd rather win the Champions League, win the FA Cup, than oh. win the top four position. Oh, okay. Well, they, now they mean, can. Like, um, now they can have triangle flags on their corners. They can have triangle flags, which, which uh, I'm sure Jamie Vardy, when he plays, will kick the shit out of them. <laughs> um, 
But Dean Smith for Villa, I think, also gets a shout. Grealish was injured for quite a bit of last season, and he kept the, you know, he kept it going. They've lost him. I know it doesn't matter, but you know they've lost him this year, and they look like they're probably going to have a good year. I mean, the fact they sold a player for 100 million and he was injured for a good part of the season. Yeah. Speak, yeah, that Did you got anyone see the video of the sporting director or chairman, I can't remember the Don's name, coming out and explaining to Villa fans what the whole Grealish sale was about? No. I saw the thumbnail for the video, no. but I didn't watch it. Awesome. Fucking awesome. I watched it and uh, you know, guys, if you haven't seen it, if you're listening or watching, check it out. Um, after this podcast, obviously. Uh, go check it out and... Um, yeah, it's wicked. It's just nice to see that transparency from an owner. It's not something, you know, especially after this whole Super League thing, it's not something that, you know, you see from these higher up clubs. So is it uh, So is it a video explaining why they sold him? Yeah, and like the whole story behind it and stuff saying that like Jack had said that if a team with Champions League hoped to come in for him, that we would sell him. And But we then agreed with Jack that the benchmark for that would be 100 million and we wouldn't go underneath it. Oh, wow, okay. And obviously Man City came through and said that they, they had a lot of interest apparently from multiple clubs, but it was City that were well, of course, saying yeah. that we will pay the 100 million and they stuck by it. So I, you know, I have massive respect for the people running Villa, uh, Dean Smith coaching Villa and the players that are playing there. I think they're going to be a wicked team. Man, it's nice money. They're a big England team. Like this is what we don't realize about some people realize about Villa. They're one of the biggest teams in England. They're a really old team uh, as well. Historically wise. So, so uh, Villa um, are different to... Uh... Tottenham when it comes to these gentlemen's agreements and uh, the sort of yeah. conversations that they have. Because Harry Kane making a gentleman's agreement in 2020, well, I mean, it wasn't in 2021, but it was in 20 whatever, 2017, 2018, when he signed that yeah. six year deal. That's fucking stupid. Yeah. That is stupid resting everything on a gentleman's agreement that we all know here means zilch. Yeah, right. but that's what I mean. You see the, the difference, obviously, with Villa. They've pretty much had a gentleman's agreement but they've said to they've obviously had a conversation jack said obviously if there's any champions league football obviously that's what i want they said okay well we can let, allow that to happen obviously if it's for 100 million and they've they've stuck to that and obviously with harry kane similar sort of situation he said there was always an agreement that he has the option to basically leave this summer um obviously if the right team comes knocking and yeah teams have come knocking but Tottenham are kind of like eh, yeah, we don't really want to get rid of you though so um yeah it's a shame yeah but no, no I think that yeah but I think to be honest as we have given a lot of stuff to West Ham I can go with Bielsa here yes because we have given a lot to West Ham but I just want to say David Moyes should be in this comp like obviously I know he's in the conversation but I think he should be like you know top two basically if it's not going to be Moyes if it's not going to be some the winner it should be moist do you know what i mean yeah but yeah ollie ollie who do you want to go with my man uh bielsa bielsa he was okay. my, uh, my one so obviously they didn't end up finishing too high in the prem um but compared yeah, to probably where they were expected yeah compared to where they were probably expected to finish they did really well they played nice football um i think we said a few times throughout the last season that sometimes well one week they didn't look really up to scratch but the next week they looked like they could be challenging for top four every week so um they were a little bit up and down but i think on on an average um bielsa definitely gets the best out of them didn't they one time or six or something i can't remember i feel yeah. like they looked like united or someone like quite quite heavily yeah but they um yeah i think bielsa on an average though was great throughout the whole season 
I think that's yesterday he's just signed a, uh, an extension, I think, um, to carry on being their manager for another year or so. But yeah, happy for him. No, 100%. And uh, even this year, I think they managed to sign Jack Harrison to a permanent deal for Man City. That is huge. He's been a massive player for them. They signed Junior Furfo from uh, Barcelona, which is a crazy signing. I can't believe they, they met. I mean, obviously, initially when it happened, I was like, I can't believe they got Barcelona. Junior Verbal from Barcelona, what the hell? But then obviously looking at the Barcelona situation right now, as we know it, fair play for Leeds have taken advantage of that and getting a very good young player for not a lot of money. Yeah. Um, fair play. And I think they'll, I think they'll be even better this year, uh, Le- uh, Leeds. So yeah, it should be interesting. So yeah, Marcelo Bielsa, cool. congratulations. You are the footy fetish manager of the season. Oh, and we've had Viv. Welcome, Viv. Viv joined us on our footy um, fetish Cheeky Pro Club stream. Welcome to the chat, Viv. Indeed. Hello, Viv. Welcome. We are currently just going through our awards, hence the shirts. Uh, I've managed to keep my tie on. I'm wearing a jacket. It's too hot. Um, just to give you a quick, look. just to give you a quick back look of all the awards we've won, as we seem to be what about halfway. Yeah, um, go on. Yeah. So we've got Bamford for Footy First Player of the Season for an outstanding performance, 17 goals, 17 assists, if I remember. Seven assists, Seven assists, okay. Um, Eze, Footy Fetish Young Player of the Season, West Ham, Footy I'm Fetish really? Team of the Season, Super League Footy Fetish Shithousery of the Year, just because, you know, it got trashed on almost immediately. Uh, Jesse Lingard got the Footy Fetish Underdog of the Year. Alison Becker got the Footy Fetish Goal of the Season for that header against West Brom. Uh, Daniel Levy got the footy fetish surprises to have their job. Um, that was a little bit of a difficult one because everyone wanted to put Jurgen Klopp in there for some reason. Um, he uh, he got in there because he kind of fucked it, fucked a club. Uh, West Ham got footy fetish kit of the season, and we've just awarded Michael Biel, uh, Marcelo, Michael, 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 Michael Bielsa. Uh, Mickey Bielsa got the footy fetish manager of the season for an outstanding performance as well. Uh, Can we ch- change one of the uh, the third or fourth to last? Uh, no, yeah, second to last quarter of the season. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> moment of the year. Mickey uh, Bielsa. Michael Bielsa. And Mickey B. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Get rapper. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, right. So yeah. Sorry. We'll move on to the next one now. Uh, this is the footy fetish signing of the season so this was uh, obviously not this summer just gone the summer before going into last season and january obviously we'll keep that in um so we got no- uh, nominee number one is vladimir kufal for west ham obviously the right back who's been putting in shifts for them ever since that he- he's been in there absolute pain i remember when we played uh we played west ham last year and he he stopped zaha for most of the game i think zaha did get a goal but for majority of the game kept Zaha in his pocket basically which we know is a very hard thing to do um, so yeah fair play to him um, Wesley Fafana for Leeds uh, Leeds Leicester obviously he um, very young player had a horrific injury in the preseason so we wish him a speedy recovery and hope he gets better you know hope he gets well soon and, and comes back because he, he you know he's a big part of what Leicester are building yeah. and, and moving towards him. Um, it's a real shame that he had to that he got that injury so yeah speedy recovery uh, Rafinha for Leeds he was instrumental in Leeds last year being as good as they were um, linking up with Bamford lovely Jack Harrison all them boys um, and Emmy Martinez for Aston Villa obviously keeping the clean sheets being one of the best keepers in the league um, 20 million is, is a crazy price to get him at when you're looking at what keepers are going for like now yeah. uh, with like you know your Keppers your Mendes you know your Ramsdale's for 30 Ramsdale, million I'll try not to say Ramsdale um 
But oh. yeah, boys, who um, out of here right now, are these four, Kufal, Fafana, Rafinha and Martinez, who's screaming at you for signing of the season? For me, Castagne. Uh, I'm just Oh, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, as signing of the season goes, I'm leaning towards Rafinha because his creativity in the team has been ridiculous. And then he, once he was getting comfortable in the Premier League as well, his goal scoring ability was really then coming through to the team. Um, and he was adding to that goal scoring, uh, not goal scoring record, but just the tally in general. But then you've got um, Emi Martinez, who was an outstanding performance. I'm stuck between them two. I kind of want to lean more towards Rafinha. I'll throw in another one in. Wesley Fofana. The dude's 19. He was 19 has, when he started did, playing for Leicester. Has he broke his leg, though? Yeah, for this year. Was he talking about last year? Bro? Yeah, I know. I'm just saying. Don't matter. Um, it's broke his leg this year, so that kind of rules out everything he did last year. Yeah, um, no, Fafana, bro, he's like 19 years old. And, you know, we were talking about Soyuncu and how good Soyuncu was the season before. Mm. He was like one of the best centre backs. Fafana kept about the team last year. Oh, he's 19, he kept up with, uh, he got he got up to speed in the Premier League so mm. quickly. And he was one of the best centre backs in the league last year, um, which often gets overshadowed because he's at Leicester. Right. Um, and, you know, a lot of people want to give Johnny Evans the credit, which is fair play because Johnny Evans has had a crazy career revival. And um, it's only gotten better with age somehow. Uh, like a, like an Edward van der Sar. You know, only a fine wine gets better with Edward. age. Edwin. Edwin. I thought he said Edward. Edwin oh, no, no. van der Sar. Edwin van der Sar. Um, Edward van der Sar and Mickey Bielsa. <laughs> Mickey Bielsa. Uh, they do. Um, yeah, I just I just wanted to put Fafana in there because I just think he gets, he gets so overshadowed, man. And like... The loss of him this year for Leicester is going to be massive. I know they've just signed Vestergaard for, from Southampton for 15 million, mm. but this is this is massive. But uh, Ollie, you you sounded like you were leaning Martinez. I am. Although if we did make a mistake and get rid of him, I can't say that he was bad at all. Um, he was phenomenal last season. Um, he instrumental in villa sort of finishing where they finished and having such a, a great season obviously i know they had a, a couple of standout players but um i think he really was definitely one of the most prominent players in that um villa team and for him to come in instantly snap up that first team keeper spot and just dominate throughout the whole season was phenomenal really um and he's just proved well everyone at the arsenal hierarchy that you're wrong. <laughs> why, why sell me? Um, but yeah, I think he was just brilliant. Um, no, sort of, nothing against anyone else on this list. Um, obviously, like you say, Fana, very young, very good. He's definitely going to be missed this year. Rafinha, um, he was really good for Leeds last year. He was very creative. Uh, Kufau, obviously, as well, um, really good in that back line for uh, West Ham. But I think for me, Martinez just takes it. I agree. So I, yeah, I can go for Martinez. We didn't give him player of the season, so yeah, I can I can go for that. Cool. Uh, Confirmed. Yeah. So Emmy Martinez, you are the signing of the season, lad. Well played, and, and deservedly so. It's not like you know, I'm not sitting there angry if Fafana ain't won. Is you know, he's lost to someone that you know is uh, just as uh, well. Yeah, if if more, not more so, uh, deserving of the award. So fair play. Um, this is a fun one. The footy fetish transfer flop. Uh, we got four big old flops right here. Big old flops. Willian to Arsenal. 
Chelsea, another Chelsea reject in the Arsenal ranks, who somehow got come back fat. Yeah, like, I saw that. Didn't, like he didn't want to ruin his career even more. Um, Timo Werner for Chelsea, obviously had a bit of a torrid season last year with the offsides and just not being able to put the ball in the back of the net legally. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, and for the you know he got so much banter last year, he'd be an easy one. My favourite option out of all of these. Yeah, this is my favourite. This is me. About at all. No, I was. Ian Brewster for Sheffield United. I was really hoping it would be this one. That was. Oh my god. And you know, this makes it even funnier when that video of him in the barber chair with the Champions League medal. (laughs) He did nothing to help for. He did nothing to help with. Uh... Sitting there. And now he's. Yeah, mate. You're never going to be back in the Premier League. Unlucky. See you later. And then Thiago for Liverpool, just a wine mark up again. Um, <laughs> well, not, just, not just a wine mark. Well, he, like, he was pretty shit throughout the, half, throughout the first season, yeah. the first half of the season. Considering but... what he was expected to do. Oh, 100%. If you're looking at what, what he should, yeah. his, his level where he was. I think he actually does deserve to be on this. Uh, yeah, I don't argue that. Yeah, it's got to be. I haven't even. It's Rian Brewster. I forgot that Donny still plays football. Um, he is just trash. He is rubbish. And I saw Palace ruined for him. I'm so happy we didn't go. Well, they played a 20 odd million or something for him, didn't they? Too much. He's the record signing, but too much. Whatever it was. It's the record right. signing that I just didn't see play. He might have a good year this year because he's playing in the championship. He might. It might actually redevelop. It might yeah. turn around, but I, I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt it. So, yeah, well done, Rian Brewster. Or maybe commiserations. I'm not really sure. You um, won, but you also lost. You, so. Yeah, you've taken an L, but you've taken a dub. So, so yeah, you know, yeah. whatever. Still like what you will. You are the footy fetish transfer flop of the season. Uh, so, the footy fetish shock of the season is the big one now, boys. So, this can be anything from around foot- world football, games, uh, oh, transfers, firings, general movements that really did kind of shock the footballing world that we just didn't expect seeing coming. So I think the first one is fair enough, the European Super League. I think that is a very telling one. No one expected that. That happened literally overnight, um, that whole thing, and ended within just a couple of days after. Um, I think the Jose firing was very surprising. Um, we all knew that he might not start this season with Spurs, but I don't think we thought that he'd be sacked like a week before the final that he got him to. And, you know, it was off the bat of Levy thinking that this Super League thing was going to go through. They were going to get a shitload of money. They were going to get a good man, you know, maybe like a Nagelsmann or someone like that who's obviously gone to Bayern Munich. Um, yeah, I think that was definitely a surprising moment. It was for me anyway, I think, the Jose firing. Sheffield United and just how poor, piss poor Sheffield United were last year. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't think... after a good first season, they were yeah. just horrendous last season. I don't think, like, even, like, to be in the relegation battle, fine. But to be stone cold 20th and just no hope of staying up after maybe the first 10 games, mm. um, that was really surprising, I thought, from Chris Wilder and the boys. And the fact they sacked Chris Wilder as well, I thought that was really surprising. You could put a double whammy for Sheffield United in it. Uh, and then the big one, the most recent one, Carlo Ancelotti leaving Everton. That was a shock. Yeah. Uh, all worthy winners here, I think, boys. Yeah. So... Um, I think for me, I think because we've already put the Super League in here. Yeah. I, I would like to put Sheffield United down in. Oh, okay. I was leaning towards Josie. Josie? Josie. 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 Yeah. <laughs> oh, Mark, I love your pronunciations. <laughs> oh, I did on purpose, obviously. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck right, <laughs> says Josie. What about Ancelotti? What about him? <laughs> 
No, Andy. Andy, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Carl Andy. What do you mean about Carl Andy's? Uh, Carl Andy. I think I think it's a sh- I think it is a shock. To be, yeah, to be fair, because like it's not like Everton are like a lower lower like lower end of the league team. But it will be this year. So it will be this year. So it is a bit of a shock because you thought Ancelotti was in it for like the long run, maybe or like at least a few more I years. Definitely thought it'd be here longer than a season. Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred yeah. percent. No. But I yeah. am leaning. Oh, I could go that Carlo. Sheffield, that Sheffield United debacle is bad. It's though. bad. Uh, I don't know, Carlo Ancelotti. I think it's funny though, isn't it? Everton are now like they've had one year where they thought this could be it, boys. Like we we're yeah. building something here. This is Green Carlo Ancelotti. Hammers Rodriguez in. Yeah. Come on. I kind of want to go. I, I kind of want to go Ancelotti Pure, purely yeah. because yeah. it's like there was so yeah. much hype, and then it's like. Nah. And you can see, you can see that they've already they've already fallen into their old ways. Their three signings so far this year have been Townsend, uh, Begovic, and Gray. Gray, Gray, Gray. For a com- for a combined one point three million pounds. Um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I love Andrews Townsend more than most people, right? More than most football fans, I love him. Absolute baller. But we didn't want to re-sign him. <laughs> Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, it is tough, man. Um, but yeah, I think Ancelotti. If we can snare in Ancelotti leaving Everton for the shock of the season, yeah, it could also be Housery the season as well. True, that, that also could have been in there. Yeah, we'll give you a little oh. nod to the shit Housery, but Ancelotti, mate, well done. You found yourself in the Footy Fetish Awards. You have won uh, um, the season by leaving the Toffees Everton to go into Toffees. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was that post that I put in the uh, in the group chat yesterday of the uh, the fans' optimism for the league uh, yeah. this year, and uh, Everton stone cold last, bottom eighteen percent or something. I think it yeah. was eighteen percent of their fans are optimistic for their season, um, which is not surprising in the slightest. It's like ninety five percent of Palace fans are optimistic. It was like ninety eight or something. I think yeah, it's pretty high up there. Um, uh, I can see it. There's definitely excitement for Palace fans this season, but there's also definitely like you know, um, it's squeaky bum time for the whole 38 games, basically. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I think we'll see some fun stuff. Right, Angelotti, well done, mate. You are the FF shock of the season when you left your club, Everton, to go to Real Madrid, which actually is not mass- massively a shock when you see what job offer you know what he was offered. Uh, but yeah, right, footy fetish game of the season, boys. We got nominees Villa two, Villa two, Villa seven, uh, Liverpool two. Uh, we've already spoken about this before. Uh, Spurs beating Man United six one at uh, Old Trafford early doors in the season as well. Then you got Leicester beating Man City five two, uh, and then you know the annual nine nil drumming of Southampton that have you know that happens every year now. Uh, it was Man United this year, Leicester last, the season before, Man United last season. So. Um, Guys, any anything that I mean, the Villa Liverpool kind of sh- screams to me. I mean, I, I I straight want to go to the nine nil. When do you ever see nine nil? I mean, when do you ever see seven two well, as well? Season before that. <laughs> yeah, but like, come on, like nine nil. That's huge. And like, for, it's crazy. That is huge. Yeah. I, I I thought that was, that wouldn't be a landslide to be completely honest. It's 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 huge, but I think in terms of the fact that Villa dominated Liverpool. I think you see United beat Southampton nine 0 You're a bit like okay, obviously United beating Southampton. Yeah, I think I so think the Villa one like, is more memorable, but yeah, I think it was nine a goals in one game. 
is probably where I'd sit as gay. Well, there was nine goals in the Villa game. No, yeah. I mean one-sided. <laughs> I'm just um, having a look. Um, oh, yeah. It's got to be, bruv. You still have Van Dyke. <laughs> oh, shit. You had Van Dyke and... <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take that L. It's fine. You did have Adrian as your keeper. Um, okay. Van Dyke and Gomez. But you had Van Dyke, Gomez, Trent, and Robertson with Keita, Fabinho, Wijnaldum, Jota, Firmino, Salah. Yeah, yeah, no, it was a terrible game for me. Yeah. Probably a great uh, game. There was guys. also a um, uh, another game that didn't quite make it in there, but it was the uh, Southampton West Ham game or Leicester game when they were like 4 0 up um, oh, at yeah, half yeah, time. Yeah. And then uh, they came back to still win, but uh, they obviously won 4-3 in the end. Yeah, it was that was a big, a, that was a big uh, quite an enjoyable game. So, honourable mention for that one. Um, but for me, I think it's the, the Villa-Liverpool game, I think, stands out. Yeah, and also Liverpool had 70% possession. Fuck yeah. With 400 more passes. Jesus Christ. Bad. I actually don't know. I mean, every time I watch that game, every time Villa got on the ball, they just fucking smashed it up. Probably just the, gave it to Ollie Watkins. Ollie Watkins hat trick. Yeah, it's got to be in it. Let's let's do it. Let's lock that in. Villa seven, Liverpool two. I think it's, it's probably because uh, Liverpool uh, they had so much possession because they had to take kick off so many times. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> that makes sense. Um, yeah, Mark. Your boys have won an award. Not an award that you kind of might want them to win, but they've won an award. Okay. I thought yeah. Aston Villa would win the award. Well, you kind of both. Yeah, you give it to both of them. Okay. They're both part of the game. Yeah. So this will be a fun one. And a fun one for the future as well. This is the footy fetish quote of the season. Uh, so out. yeah, I just want to say well done to Villa and Liverpool for winning the game of the season. 7-2. Lock that one in. Uh, yeah, footy fetish quotes these are from players managers a lot oh no we did we were going to go for basically all of them just being Jose because he has so many good ones but yeah. um, we wanted to mix it up a little bit so for the <laughs> first one for the first nominee this is Jose Mourinho on Spurs right now with a little bit of um, Cockney rhyming slang in there for you no get into no is uh, is London uh, is London roots but uh, we're not even in the race so we're not a horse we're a pony I like that obviously saying he's pony saying he's sh they're shit but you know not a horse whatever uh, Patrick Bamford is the second nominee after the Leeds game and obviously all the scene going on with racism and football which is so prominent in the game at the moment um, he said it's, uh, this is obviously at the back of the Super League uh, being cancelled he said it's amazing the amount of uproar that comes into the game when somebody's pocket is being hurt it's a shame it's not like this with everything that's going wrong in the game like racism so obviously a very powerful quote there and very nice to hear, you know, very good to hear a football player, you know, actually calling them out and, and that kind of thing. Um, this is Guardiola on Man City winning or there's Man City celebration of winning the Premier League title. We drank a bit, we danced, we hugged a lot, we remembered how good it was. Then at 11.30, 15 pizzas arrived and it was the best moment of the night. Jack. Which you got to love, I think that's hilarious. Awesome. Uh, um, and then Jürgen just, you know, Jürgen went on a few last last season where it's just like, we talking what about he saying? No, I just like, have no yeah. idea what's going on. <laughs> so he went, we can't win the game because we won all the games before or because you want to win a game. Uh, mate, it still confuses me. I've read it like a hundred <laughs> times. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. we can't win a game because we won them. Well, we, we can't you thing the other day? No. He, he was asking about an injury. Oh, hello. Is that there's Frankie? Oh, we've yeah, got a mascot. Yeah, Reg is just down here as well. Oh, nice, nice. The devil that is Reg. The uh, yeah. the one that acts all innocent, and then as soon as he gets comfortable, he's the devil. <laughs> yeah, he is. He is. Um, 
But no, I, I think it's like, yeah, so sorry, his plan B thing. I thought it was Robertson. It was like, it was a, an interviewer asked him, would the plan B for Robertson to take rehab or whatever? And Jurgen Klopp goes, well, plan A is for him to get healthy. Obviously, a little lost in translation there. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, but it, it just made me laugh again. But, uh, boys, anyone that. I, I'm loving the la- the Bamford. Yeah, I was I was gonna say the Bamford one is it has impact. It has impact. Yeah. I and think for me it's it's between Bamford and Pep. Um, but I think yeah. for different reasons, Bamford's is a, a very important quote, and it's good to see something like that. Um, someone standing out against sort of racism and being very vocal about it. Obviously, Pep's is more just a bit more wholesome and. Um, honest in it yeah just a, a bit more of a you see a bit more of a human side to sort of the manager and the players so they've had a long season and the best moment of the night was when 15 pizzas arrived um so it's just nice to see but um yeah Bamford for me i think i don't know how often it is but it does also seem like a refreshing thing to see a white football player come out and talk about racism because mm, yeah. it does seem to be a lot of the black and other ethnicity football players that do come out and talk about it the most exposed yeah oh oh, i mean obviously yeah but it's just like in that situation with a camera in front of his face post-match you don't see that a lot from a white british football player so i think it's you know he's setting a great standard for kids being a great role model and what a fantastic striker he was last season Mm, yeah i mean so that's a very good point that you made as well it's not just him him saying oh we shouldn't be racist or anything like he's he's come out and he said made a very good point See about the sort of the Super League and stuff, and how Quick if they can be such a big uproar. Yeah, it is fairly well. Not well, it's not easy. Of course, it's not easy. But it's you see how easy it was for us to do something about the Super League, and if people do unite like they did over the Super League against racism, then it that whole fight becomes easier. Um, but yeah, I think yeah. it's just great to see it really. Absolutely. So well done, well done, Patrick. You've you've won two awards. You've won Player of the Season, and now you've won Quote of the Season. Wow, two great um, awards. Yeah, two great awards. So yeah. uh, well done, well done, Bamford. We're looking forward to seeing what you can do this year, man. Hopefully. Actually, in an hour and twenty-five minutes, I will be watching you play with Man United. So uh, let's game. go. I've got Maguire in my fantasy league, actually. So don't score. But um, I've got Bamford. I've got Rafinha, <laughs> and I've got Dallas. Nice. Yeah, so I've got yeah, Maguire, Bruno, and Sancho. Oh. So hopefully we can get a. I've uh, got Cavani, and it didn't tell me until after the deadline last night that Cavani is injured, and uh, Harry Kane's got 75% chance of playing. That's what you like. So we were, so with these awards, we're not just gonna, you know, we're not just gonna show love to the players, to the to the teams, all this kind of stuff. We want to show love to people more on our side of the game, the pundits, the people that bring us the entertainment while we're watching the football. Um, and we've gone for a, the football fetish pundit of the year. The four nominees are Gary Neville, uh, who's been uh, who's been just solid since he's taken over Monday Night Football. Everything, especially with the Super League, he was just, you know, he was our voice. he was our voice. You know, the fan voice that pushed it forward, that had the uh, the uh, platform to do so. And after that and everything, my respect and love for Gary Neville will never be tarnished. He is an awesome man. And um, I hope that he can speak for us and, you know, do all this great stuff going forward in years to come. Do you know what I mean? And, and, and keep doing it. Alex Scott, she's been smashing it. Probably for me, the actually the best pundit and, 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 and analysis and everything that we have in UK commentary right now. Um, 
yeah, she's been smashing it. She smashed it at the Olympics. I know it's not the footy, but she smashed it during the Olympics. It's still punditry. Well. She had a lot of criticism as well from the Olympics about her because she's a London girl. She's obviously her. Fucking name is. He can yeah. Basically, from the bottom of the footy fetish podcast heart, sucking dick. Fuck off. <laughs> um, yeah, fuck off. Um, yeah, she was uh, obviously given a lot of stick about her uh, sort of pronunciation of a lot of words, like saying water instead of like water or whatever. But why does it fucking matter? Like, look, look past that. Stop being so stuck up and get over yourself. It's called a dialect. Um, but yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, she's absolutely phenomenal, and she's also a shout out to the first female English female commentator on uh, on FIFA for FIFA 22. Ooh, let's go. Not the first female commentator, but the first English female, com- uh, English-speaking female commentator. Okay, so, here we go. Sorry, I just want to say, Lord Digby Jones, you are a prick. Yeah, go fuck yourself. Take one uh, of these. Um, yeah, both of them. Yeah, and you're all fat ass. Uh, anyway, Michael Richards is in third because he is just the Joker, and we absolutely He's love funny. him. Yeah, like um, him. he brings a smile to my face every time I see him on there. With it, it, usually with Roy Keane. But yeah. with anyone, he brings a smile to my face and he makes me laugh, man. He's got he's just a bundle of energy that I think is needed when you've got these old, just miserable bags of a human in terms of like Graham Sooners and these dons that just, they make you want to just put the TV on mute. Do you know what I mean? Like they're just so fucking downtrodden and depressing to listen to. And it's yeah. nice to have someone like Alex Scott, Michael Richards, these people coming through. And just because we couldn't, we thought it'd be jokes. Michael Owen obviously doesn't deserve it, but... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, didn't uh, actually do that much punditry last year, but um, the bits that he did were, as you can imagine, as he always is, quite terrible. Yeah. Um, his uh, his quotes are just fantastic. It's like if it, if it wasn't a goalkeeper, that would have gone in. Yeah. Thanks, Michael. Score, score more than the opponent to win. Yep. yep. Exactly. Nice. You know um, football. Well, well done. Yeah, if they don't score here, they're going to find it hard to win the game. It's like, all right, cool. <laughs> uh, so, guys, so this is a hard one. This is hard. I'm going to go Alex Scott. You're going Alex Scott? Yeah. Okay. I'm, see, I'm Alex Scott, Gary Neville at the moment. Like. Same. Very much I'm Alex Scott, Gary Neville. I think uh, Alex Scott is obviously very good. She's a great pundit. Um, I think very much underrated. Uh, Gary Neville obviously gets a lot of screen time uh he's on monday night football every week uh, along with character as well to be fair to him but i think with what neville did sort of with the, the super league as well and uh, i think for a lot of pundits it would have been easy to sit back and to talk about the super league but not really give a proper opinion against it they could have just said oh this is what the super league's about it could be good here it could be bad here but he was off the bat so against the Super League and he made such passionate sort of statements live on Sky Sports and all this sort of stuff which all went viral across social media I think that really changed a lot of people's perspectives I think of Gary Neville because like, I, I, I didn't mind Gary Neville but I certainly wasn't his biggest fan um, but I think he's really changed a lot of people's minds and um, I think what he's done for sort of football in that sense is it's, it's a sort of another level really um so I'm happy with either Gary Neville or Alex Scott, to be fair. I am going to go Alex Scott. And that's only because I've just decided that we're giving Gary Neville the just solid geezer award. Yeah. So the pretty fair yeah. solid geezer award in football. All right. We, we, we're cheating this thing and I don't care. 
Fair. Um, Alex Scott, Pundit of the Year. Gary Neville, Solid Geezer of the Year. FF, Solid Geezer. Well, we've added another one for uh, next year. Solid Geezer of the Year. Oh, I was going to write it in now. That's right. I'm just putting it on my sheet because I'm going to refer to this back for next year and all Fair this kind of stuff. This might not even have nominees. This might just have one winner every year. Yeah. Solid Geezer of the Year. And it can also be a woman. It can also be a woman. Let's just say. Solid so, Geezer or Geezette. Are we going Gizette. Alex Scott? Alex Scott is our pundit of the year, and uh, Gary Neville is our solid geezer of the year. I like that. Nice. nice. Yeah, I feel like th neither of them can be losers here. I think they've both been so fantastic. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, we love you both. We love you both. We'd love to have you on the podcast anytime as well. Please. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Please and thank you. Um, yeah, so we got we, our last two awards. And these are sort of for us more than for the football world, okay? These are for, so we've got podcast moment of the year and guest of the year. So we'll go for the footy fetish podcast moment of the year. The Mark, you're, you're I've been riddled. Been riddled. Mark doesn't man. win this, it is rigged, basically. <laughs> Even though we're still deciding now, it's still somehow rigged. Um, so City will finish seventh. Uh, Mark, obviously said by Mark, is a uh, yep. quote. Uh, no Salah versus Mo Salah. Now, if you can, oh no, actually, you can put your mind back to this. When it was Ollie and Bards arguing for no Salah in the team of the year, and me and Mark arguing for Salah in the team of the year. That shit got heated. I've never been uh, so angry before in my life because I thought it was just that's it. He's in. Like I don't even yeah, need to ask questions. And then we got hit with like an L, and I was like, whoa, what just happened? Yeah, what just that's happened? what happens when. Uh... I was trying to mix, stir the pot a little bit, and uh, Bards is a United fan, so it's probably going to yeah, be harder to uh, get him to agree to a Liverpool player in the squad. But yeah, oh, good fun. times. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> Seeing so you guys get so heated was amazing. Yeah, it's got to be done. Ooh, uh, uh, welcome, to welcome it. to the chat, Sketch Lippy. Uh, he said, "All shirts today." Yeah. yeah award ceremony. Oh, award. I was like, "Has he got a secret shirt?" I was I didn't have a blazer on, but I got really sweaty. And I was only like two awards in. I was like, I can't do this for the whole time. Um, so yeah, for third, for the third nominee, we're on to podcast moment of the year, mate. So the first one will be Mark saying that City will finish seventh. The second nominee is when me, Mark, Ollie, and Bards had the big sort of uh, row sort of thing about uh, should Salah be in the team of the year or not. A heated uh, debate. Uh, it was a heated debate. Third, debate the third, we've got Mark again with his player pronunciation problems. Uh, we all know that's, that's been a specific thing. Yeah, he's gotten much better. Oh much. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With, with uh, Josie and Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> with, oh yeah, with Josie and Mickey. Uh, and then the fourth one is sort of a little flex from us. I'm not gonna lie, because we did six before the tournament even began. We successfully predicted three of the four Euro 2020 semi-finalists, and that would be if no, it wasn't. It was England, Denmark, and. Italy. It, no, it wasn't. We didn't get Italy. Oh, Belgium. No, no, Spain. it was Italy. It was Italy. We didn't have Spain. Italy or Spain, one of the two. Yeah, I think it was Italy. So we didn't have Spain, but we got four of three of the four right, uh, and I was gassed. Yeah, that um, was a good prediction. So this is a tough one, man. I mean, if if uh, oh, thank you, Sketch Lippy. Yes, a adverts now. That affiliateness coming in. Yes, thank you, man. we thank we, we have adverts, adverts now. Yeah. We've, done it. We've got ads. Look at us. Look at us. Who would have thought? Look at us. Look at us. <laughs> yeah. Not me. Insert Paul Rudd gift. Um, oh, brilliant. I'll put that in the in post. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, this is a hard one, but I think it's so legendary. 
it was so early on in the podcast and so legendary of a statement to make that City will finish seventh. I think it's got, go, and they ended up winning it by a landslide as well. Like, like, it's got to go to Mark, isn't it? If well, I didn't get this to Mark, regardless, yeah, either or, my pronunciation. He's nominated all of them. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. My, pro- my pronunciation the... has been entertaining. It's getting better, it's getting better but oh man, doing the oh, transfer oh, list now. Yeah. I, I've solidified my, hilarious. I've solidified myself in like just pronounce it. If you want a name pronounced, you go Mark. All right, here's a list of players we need yep. to go through. We, we, we made you go through. What surprised me is when we made you go through the Ukraine team and you actually <laughs> nailed most. Of them. I, I know, like, I did all right. I was like, oh, okay. Right. Um, Michael but yeah, Michael. so I think City finishing seventh is yep. top draw. Uh, yeah, that was a good, a good moment. I'm not even sure if I was properly part of the podcast um, back then, but um, yeah, that was a, yeah, a, you, a great quote. Um, well, one of the funniest moments for, for me personally was the Mark's pronunciation problems because me and Harry, it was just me, Harry and Mark for that episode. And it, Harry had to ho- uh, hover his phone over my face on his laptop screen so he wouldn't laugh so much. I was dying. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was bad. I was, oh, that was so butchering funny. every name left, right and centre. And I've never heard of these players as well. So I was just like, oh, God, I don't know where they're from. Like, how to... Because you decided to do every single transfer yep. in and out of the Premier League from January. Yeah. I didn't like, hold back. I was like, right. Because I, I knew going into this it was going to be bad. 17-year-olds like, that no one's ever heard of. Yeah, it was funny. Yeah. Don't worry, mate. The transfer window is nearly closed for this summer, so uh, you've got the summer transfer window to do as well. It's gonna be brilliant. You'll be doing January, boy. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, we're. Uh, so yeah, we'll go. F- Mark, accept your award, lad. City finishing seventh was our podcast moment of the year. That's well fair. Done, I'll well take done. that. I'll take that. Yeah, well done. I've got my banana. Uh, so for the last award, this is the last award, one of the most important awards potentially. Um, it's the Footy Fetish Guest of the Year. Now, obviously, over the over this last season, this last nearly a, actually an actual year of doing the podcast, um, we've had a few guests on. Obviously, with our secret shirts and just general episodes and that kind of thing. Um, so, for the for the four nominees for FF Guest of the Year, Big Daniel Bardell, who I think has potentially been on the most as a guest. Yeah. Obviously, really helped us out when Harry, obviously when Harry couldn't be here and all those kind of things. Really great. Um, we'll have him, but don't worry for you, Bardell lovers out there. We will have him on again soon. Um, George Lipscomb, Lipscomb Beef. I think I think he's a, sketch uh, Lippy. Yeah, give us a wave in, uh, in the chat. I think I think he's still here. Is the reason behind our lovely logo, our lovely it slides is. and stuff like that? I believe. Hey, there that he is. I can't no. remember. Logo, um, logos and stuff. All the all the graphic work done by George. Graphic works. That is sketch Lippy. We love him. We absolutely adore him. And his uh, links will be in the description and stuff like that for you to go check him out on Instagram and all that good stuff. Mark, make a note to put that in there. I think um, it's Ollie. Oh, Ollie. Sorry, make a note to put it in there if you're editing. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Charlie, Charlie Ward, Big Chazza, who has been in both of our, has been in our secret shirt video slash. FP, uh, FPL draft and then our first secret chef video yeah. um, which yet he's nailed to, uh, yet to talk much football with him yeah, yeah. I was going to say he's an oracle <laughs> when it comes to football but we love he him he knows everything and uh, we are looking forward to having him again soon he does need to come on and do his secret shirt when it arrives so we'll get him on quickly to do that and he can show you guys what he's got and Sarah who came in uh, in the early days of the pod 
when we did our. Yeah. I, I completely forgot about this episode. I'm not gonna lie. When we nah, did our it's, one of, it's, it's one of my favorite episodes. Oh, it was a great episode. I spent a day watching football films. Oh, brilliant. Mate, talking about Mike Bassett, Mike Bassett for however long we were talking about. It, it was right. wicked. I was, uh, I was one of my favorite days on the podcast. Yeah, it was. Um, I obviously did watch it. It was a good, uh, good episode. But good episode. Uh, I'm gonna make a call for. Before we announce the winner, uh, I suggest I just want to say a big thank you to everyone that's come on. Yeah, big thank you to all the guests that have come on and and you know shared shared their wisdom with us and held held helped us make this push to affiliate and and beyond hopefully. So yeah, we, we appreciate you all a lot, a lot. Uh, but Ollie, go ahead, mate. I was just going to say, I am also going to nominate myself as guest of the year because I was a guest about five times before uh, <laughs> coming on to the you show. Are, you, are, you are a big as guest. As a technicality, yeah. I'm going to say I'm a guest, but uh, obviously, yeah. Well, we can have I'm not going to take home host, the award. Best new host of the year, if you want, and you can win that. Yes. <laughs> okay, taking home something. Um, no, obviously, it's for me anyway, if we're all going to be deciding, I think it's got to be Bards. Bardell was, was a consistent. Uh, he was. He. I think he did like five back-to-back episodes or something stupid like that he, with he, us, which was really came in clutch for us and, and yeah. was wicked on the show as well. Like it wasn't just he didn't just show up and that was it. He was fantastic. Brought so much good insight, especially from a Man United fan perspective. Yeah. Pundit uh, one of the top four moment of the pod he's in with the Mo Salah versus Mo Salah. Yeah. So you know, I think it's only right. Um, but big shouts to George, Charlie, and Sarah. We we love you a lot. Yeah, no Farrison. Sarah is um, Sarah's currently streaming Queen of the North. If you're not already following her, we're wrapping up soon. So once we're wrapped up, go check her. Oh, big Donny Char in the chat coming in for the clutch. Oh, ahem, ahem. There we go. Char, you're you're lucky to be nominated, man. If I'm being completely honest. Uh, I'm here. I'm here. We haven't spoken much football on here, but we love you. Yeah, yeah. nothing against any of the other nominations. Obviously, yeah. they were nominated for a reason. Um, oh, I think yeah, the... Charles definitely up there for viewer of the year. Viewer of the year. He's yeah. dropped oh, in a lot. Yeah. Absolutely smashes it with the views. Honestly, always. Yeah. We shout love out, him. shout out. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. Shall I? Without you, we would have been. <laughs> Shall I run through the awards quickly? Uh, yeah, we're going to submit so, uh, with Bardell, yeah? We're going Bardell, Bardell for guest of the year, and then Charlie gets his, his honourable mention of viewer of the year. Yeah, he does. There we go. Actually, I'm going to put that in because that's <laughs> quite a good going forward. Actually, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that is actually quite nice. So you have one saying, Char. Don't worry. Okay, so um, just while there's, you're writing that stuff, then I'll quickly run through the awards we have done for anyone who's in the chat who has doesn't know what awards we've already sort of yeah. nominated or given. Uh, so we have to begin. Bamford won the. Footy Fetish Player of the Season for an outstanding season for Leeds. Eze won the Footy Fetish Young Player of the Season for just being a baller, as I always say. Uh, Super League, Footy Fetish Shithousery of the Year, which was fabulous, by the way. Uh, then we've got Jesse Lingard, who won the Footy Fetish Underdog of the Year. Team of the Season, my main. Well, well yeah, you know, well done. Um, <laughs> Alison Becker, Footy Fetish Goal of the Season for that header against West Brom. Fabulous. Daniel Levy for Fitty Fetch Surprised They Still Have a Job Award, which was, again, well-deserved. Should have been Jürgen. Anyway. Should have been. West, ha- West Ham for the Fitty Fetch Kit of the Season, which is, again, a very nice kit. Mickey Bielsa, or Marcelo uh, Bielsa, Fitty Fetch Manager of the Season. And then we've got em- Emmy Martinez, Fitty Fetch Signing of the Year, which, I, again, I think is well-deserved. Absolutely. Uh, They're all we- well-deserved. 
Ancelotti leaving Everton, he won the award for 35th shock of the season for leaving Everton, of course. Shock. 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 Bamford on the Super League, he won uh, 30 fetish quote with his season. Uh, um, and the quote was, I have it here. Can we read out for you, Yeah, go on. It's an amazing, it's amazing the amount of uproar that comes into the game when someone's pocket is being hurt. It's a shame it's not like that with everything that's going wrong in the game, like racism. Obviously, off the back of the Super League uh, destruction. Great quote. Great yeah. quote. Uh, we then have Alex Scott, who won. She won the Footy Fetish Pundit of the Year, which again a great award, and it's a very hard award to get, I think. Uh, for City finishing seventh was me for the award for Footy Fetish Podcast of the Moment. Podcast of the Moment. Terrible. Podcast moment of the year. Podcast moment of the year was me saying City will finish seventh, which uh, rightly deserved. And then we had some, and then Daniel Bardell, Footy Fetish Guest of the Year for an outstanding performance um, week in, week out. Outstanding performance, yeah. Yeah, just being involved with the podcast and great. Like like we said, not just turning up and being there, but actually giving a really good opinion and causing some great moments as well because, we, as we said, the no Salah, Mo Salah debate was a hot one. Oh, yeah, it was. And he's the thank for that one. But, yeah, that was, that was all the awards. We also did a couple of little awards on the fly. Yeah, um, so we had um, Geezer of the Year, Gary Neville. Well, uh, then we also had uh, Viewer of the Year, old uh, Chang Hobbs, Charlie. I don't uh, know if you mentioned it when we were going down them, but Footy Fetch team of the season was West Ham as well, for finishing in Europe. And, oh, did I uh, skip that one? I think maybe might have just missed it. But um, oh, the team of the season is West Ham. Uh, they had a smashing season, obviously got into Europe when no one expected them to. And yeah, they just had a great year but that is the first of the annual footy fetish podcast awards thank you boys for joining me thank you everyone we'll be for posting your um, your awards to you and obviously we have all the addresses and everything of all these players and people and all that sort of stuff close yeah. friends personal friends of the show um so um naturally yeah they say moon man's a iconic in terms of music industry well yeah but moon man's weird man. Plant Man is what every football person wants. All right. Exactly. Don't let anyone ever tell you otherwise. It's 2021. All right. We need to be fighting against um, uh, global warming and that. So, plants. <laughs> right. Anyway, thanks everyone for watching. Thank you to Mark and Ollie for joining me again today. Um, yeah, it's been a real fun one. Uh, thank you everyone for taking time out your Saturday to come to come watch us. We've got about an hour before the Man United Leeds game starts, so make sure you know you're going to watch that. Chelsea versus Palace later, we're probably going to get done in, but it will be good. Um, make sure to like, subscribe, everything. You know, Spotify, YouTube, Twitch. Might have a little problem. This might not go out on uh, tomorrow, but uh, because of the affiliate situation we've got going on right now, we need to have a little bit of a break or something between putting stuff on YouTube. It should be out next week, but it probably won't be out tomorrow, the usual day it comes out. Just to but give don't it. Don't worry. You had a mid season, uh, a midweek uh, podcast it's, this week. So, sort of yeah. Um, exactly. And we but, also did a FIFA stream. So, yeah, we there did. we go. Can't complain. Can't exactly. Complain. Content yeah. coming out of your ears. Exactly. But, uh, yeah. Um, look for season two, probably double episode weekly. I think we still need to get to the logistics of that. Um, and we will be on that very soon don't you worry but yeah like spotify youtube everything twitch facebook instagram like follow subscribe 
hit notification bells if possible and we love you stay classy thank you mo farrison yeah thanks to all the uh, the viewers as well um we have had a uh, johnny boy in the uh in the chat great podcast today thanks john oh brilliant love to see it there, big yeah. up yourself as well um, um cool so thanks for joining us guys we're about to raid yeah we love you laters <laughs>